top stories of the week. Lambie to the rescue. Also, Hillsong finally becomes a proper church. And everyone continues to feel bad about not doing anything to help Ukraine. This is News Weekly, and if you haven't bought tickets to my comedy festival shows in Melbourne, Sydney, and Perth, then you're committing a war crime. I'm Sami Shah, and welcome to News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly. New Zealand making Australia look like more of a giant dickhead news now. Nine years ago, New Zealand offered the Gillard government to take 450 refugees that the Gillard government had begun storing in offshore detention centres because they thought that was easier than running a competent election campaign. New Zealand will settle 150 refugees each year from Australia's system. It didn't work and Tony Abbott ended up Prime Minister, starting up a period where Australia committed itself to the suffering of refugees so wholeheartedly you'd think it was a condiment required to make Vegemite more palatable. You go not to New Zealand, but to Nauru or Manus. Then Malcolm Turnbull became Prime Minister and continued the proud Australian tradition of beating the humanity out of people fleeing persecution. But he wore a leather jacket on Q&A that one time, so it seemed more fun when he did it. We thank New Zealand for making that offer. We're not, uh, we, we are not taking it up uh, at this time. It sounds like New Zealand is renewing its subscription to a new streaming service which shows the hope slowly leaking out of refugees trapped in indefinite detention. Then, of course, Scott Morrison came along and reiterated Australia's commitment to making refugee lives miserable. Which is weird for a guy who claims to believe in a religion where the central characters were refugees. No plans to take up that arrangement whatsoever. Finally, however, nine years later, the Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews has finally announced the offer has been accepted. Australia and New Zealand have jointly agreed today that New Zealand will resettle up to 150 refugees per year for three years. So what changed? Well, here's Kiwi journalist Rebecca Holt, who has spent time with refugees on Manus and Nauru, and she's speaking with News Hub, a New Zealand news channel. I think it's very clearly related to an impending election announcement by the government. That is expected to be within the next 40 days an election will take place. And the Liberal government, the Liberal national government are not doing well in the uh, polls at the moment. And the Labour Party is actually the preferred party in the latest polling. And the Labour uh, leader is actually within spitting uh, distance of uh, Prime Minister Morrison. That's pretty cynical. Surely the government didn't just put refugees through nine years of hell only to release them when it would be politically advantageous against the Labour opposition? I mean, did Karen Andrews even mention Labour at all during her announcement? We can't forget that these arrangements have only been necessary because of Labour's border policy failures. Under Labor's watch, failed Labor governments. Labor today, in the mess that we had to clean up from Labor, the legacy of the Labor government. Okay. Their credit for this deal doesn't go to the federal government, nor does it go to the Labor opposition. It goes to Jackie Lambie? You remember Jackie Lambie, right? She used to be a member of dinosaur fetishist Clive Palmer's political party, spending all her time fighting the possibility of Sharia law taking over Australia, which was apparently something people thought was going to happen at one point. 
think um, when it comes to um, Shari, Shari law, um, you know, to me, it's um, it's uh, it obviously involves terrorism. Well, that was a long time ago. Since then, she's divorced herself from Clive Palmer, said she was wrong about her stance on refugees and Muslims, and started attacking anti-vaxxers like Pauline Hanson. Here's the thing. Being held accountable for your own actions isn't called discrimination. It's called being, you wouldn't believe it, a goddamn bloody adult. She's basically done something no politicians ever do. Said she was wrong about stuff, become better informed and tried to do the right thing. That's the most unpolitician behaviour ever. It's almost like she doesn't know what it means to be an Australian politician. You're supposed to shift blame on vulnerable communities, leverage hatred and bigotry for your own benefit and exhibit a refusal to look back that's so strident people wonder if your neck is fractured. Which is why people were confused when, in 2019, she struck a secret deal with the government which allowed them to shred the Medivac law. Laws used to medically transfer almost 180 refugees and asylum seekers to Australia have been shredded by the parliament. The Morrison government has achieved its election promise to repeal the so-called Medivac laws by winning Jackie Lambie's crucial cross-bench vote in the Senate. But what it did to get her support remains a mystery. And the Tasmanian senator says it has to stay that way. The law used to allow for refugees in need of medical help to be transferred to Australia for treatment, including children as young as 11 on Manus and Nauru who attempted suicide. However, members of the Australian government hated this law because they're only able to achieve full arousal through the continued suffering of refugees and the Medivac law was allegedly getting in the way of Peter Dutton's alleged erections. If I say alleged enough times, he probably won't sue me for that alleged joke. The thing is, Jackie Lambie did sign on to that bill at the time, but no one knew why. And she couldn't say why, as she explained in this tearful speech in Parliament. My hand is on my heart and I can stand here and say that I will be putting at risk Australia's national security and national interest if I said anything else about this. Now, however, we know what the deal was that she was forced to keep quiet on. Well, Tasmanian Senator Jackie Lambie has finally revealed the details of a secret deal made with the Prime Minister to free over 400 refugees from offshore detention centres. The deal was made in exchange for her support to repeal Australia's Medivac laws back in 2019. The Senator now claiming Scott Morrison told her she'd risk jail time for exposing the deal. Basically, in exchange for her support on the Medivac bill, Jackie Lambie negotiated for the government to release the refugees to New Zealand, something she says she believed would have happened a lot sooner. And it was made clear that if she made a noise about this, she would go to jail and the deal would be cancelled. The bottom line was I already knew that if I spoke about anything that was spoken about in that office during the time um, of trying to remove those refugees and get them settled elsewhere, that that anything that was discussed in that office will be off the table. It's as simple as that. For the, so for the sake of humanity, I had no other choice but to shut up anyway. So there you have it. All it took for the Australian government to stop mistreating refugees was a deal offered nine years ago and threats to a Tasmanian senator who just wanted those refugees to have some relief. Oh, and an upcoming election in which the government could say they were better to refugees than the Labour Party. Here's Craig Foster, refugee advocate speaking to the National Press Club. It's rightly said that Australia treats animals with greater care. 
And many Prime Ministers and Ministers would be jailed if they subjected a single animal to like treatment of refugees. Unless cruelty to those animals was somehow politically beneficial. In which case, koalas better watch out, we're gonna kick the shit out of them. The Gospel of St. Brian news now. The Hillsong Church just can't catch a break. The megachurch popular with celebrities and Australian Prime Ministers is embroiled in yet another scandal after the announcement that Brian Houston, the 67-year-old church founder, was inappropriate towards two women. The founder of the megachurch Hillsong, Brian Houston, has resigned after an internal investigation found he behaved inappropriately towards two women. It's a fall from grace of biblical proportions. Why is biblical proportions never used to describe anything good? It's never I was served a slice of cake of biblical proportions, or I took a nap of biblical proportions. Brian Houston apparently sent text messages of a sexual nature to one Hillsong staffer and was in another Hillsong staffer's hotel room for close to an hour. He claims it was because he got confused as to which was his hotel room due to alcohol and anxiety medication, which sounds like bullshit of biblical proportions. This isn't the first scandal in the Houston family. His father, Frank Houston, was also a pastor who did some child abuse of, yes, biblical proportions. Frank was accused of historical child sex offences. Brian still faces the charge of concealing those crimes. Child sex abuse, a sex scandal. I don't know. Hillsong is sounding more and more like a legit religion to me. The Houstons released a statement to their church. Dear church. I love that it starts with dear church. How formal. Dear Mr. Church, how are you? I am fine. Although, given what we know about Brian Houston now, we should be grateful the message wasn't delivered by him sliding into Hillsong Church's DMs and sending a picture of his dick. We would like to advise you that Pastor Brian Houston has resigned as Global Senior Pastor of Hillsong Church and the board has accepted his resignation. Irrespective of the circumstances around this, we can all agree that Brian and Bobby have served God faithfully over many decades. If only Brian had served his wife as faithfully over those same decades. We're really just letting this continue to happen news now. The Ukraine war enters its second month, with millions displaced, cities completely destroyed, and Russia showing signs of possibly escalating the kinds of weapons it uses. Ukrainian leader Vladimir Zelensky has even appealed to the people of the world in English, giving his translators a break. Come in the name of peace. Come with Ukrainian symbols to support Ukraine, to support freedom, to support life. Come to your squares, your streets. Make yourselves visible and heard. Say that people matter, freedom matters, peace matters, Ukraine matters. His English, by the way, a lot better than the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson's English. There is a visceral horror. Who the fuck says visceral? It's visceral. The sea is silent, you unt. Boris Johnson was speaking at the ongoing NATO summit, where Zelensky once again made a request for more aid. On the 24th of February, I addressed you with a personal request please help us shelter our skies in any format protect our people from russian bombs and missiles we didn't get a clear answer ukraine doesn't have powerful anti-missile defense nato secretary general jens stoltenberg has said some of those requests will be met but with a caveat little weapons advanced systems uh, and also systems that help them to shoot down planes. 
and uh, uh, attack uh, 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 battle tanks with anti-tank weapons and many other types of, uh, uh, of systems, including uh, drones. At the same time, we have a responsibility uh, to uh, prevent this conflict from becoming a full-fledged war in Europe involving uh, not only Ukraine and Russia, but uh, uh, NATO allies and Russia. That will be more dangerous and more devastating. Which is basically his way of telling Ukraine it's on its own. That kind of vagueness in its response to Ukraine's cries for help seems to be the standard of the NATO summit. Here's Joe Biden threatening Russia. Well, kind of, sort of, if it uses chemical weapons. We would respond. We would respond if he uses it. The nature of the response would depend on the nature of the use. So eye for an eye then, from the American president whose eyes seem permanently closed. He's not the only leader making biblical claims. Here's Putin himself speaking at a rally held in Moscow a few days ago. This is the aim. And, you know, I remember these uh, words from from the Bible. There is no other love rather than if uh, someone gives soul for their friends. What an aunt of biblical proportions. That's it for this week's edition of News Weekly. Like I said, tickets are available for my Melbourne International Comedy Festival show, my Sydney Comedy Festival show, and now my Perth Comedy Festival show. That's right, I'm doing a month in Melbourne, two days in Sydney, and currently one day in Perth, which can be increased to more days if those sell out. Please buy tickets. The show is called Unappreciated. You can get tickets on thesamishow.com or on the websites of those respective festivals. You can also continue supporting this podcast by heading over to patreon.com slash samishaw. That's S-A-M-I. S-H-A-H. Otherwise, I'll see you all back here next week on News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly. 